Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. And on Sunday, with temperatures running in the lower 50s, I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. All right, temperatures around the Washington area right now. 38 degrees in Alexandria, 37 in Penn Quarter at this hour, and 33 degrees in Columbia, Maryland. You check your phone, what, 50 times a day? Because there's always something new. It's the same with breaking news. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good morning. I'm Kyle Cooper. Coming up on WTOP, the U.S. launches retaliatory strikes in the Middle East in response to a recent drone strike that killed three U.S. service members. Turmoil over Montgomery County school operations ends with the superintendent's resignation. I'm Kate Ryan. Two men sentenced for a murder will tell you why it took more than eight years. Keeping shops safe after a series of burglaries. I'm Scott Gelman. A new tool for discovering pivotal moments in D.C.'s black history. I'm Shana Stulen. It's 6 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Stacey Lynn. International reaction pouring into the U.S., launching airstrikes yesterday in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for last weekend's attack in Jordan that killed three American service members. Poland said the strikes were the result of Iranian proxies playing with fire. The Polish foreign minister saying... The most uh, urgent issue right now is that we have uh, American strikes uh, against uh, targets in the Middle East. Uh, What I can tell you about it is that uh, Iran's proxies have um, played with fire for months and years, and it's now burning them. The Belgian foreign affairs minister called the airstrikes a huge concern and asked for restraint and diplomacy. Southern California is being warned about some potentially dangerous weather. Tom Waite is with CBS Los Angeles. The recent storms have been damaging, but the incoming storm appears to be even more dangerous. The National Weather Service is warning tonight all of Southern California, from the mountains to the coast, is at risk for severe flooding and slides. Their latest forecast containing capital letters, a rare step to underscore the danger. Flooding issues will not be confined to just the foothills, mountains, and burn areas. Areas. All areas, including highly populated urban areas, will be at risk for life-threatening flooding. A jury in Michigan will soon begin deliberations to decide whether a mother is guilty of involuntary manslaughter for her son's murders at his high school. CBS's Michael George reports on the Jennifer Crumbly case. Crumbly faced cross-examination from prosecutors, questioning her claim she was a helicopter mom. They reminded the jury of her weekend job, her horses, and an affair that pulled her away from parenting in the days leading up to the shooting. Prosecutors also challenged her insistence that her husband James Crumbly was in charge of gun safety. CBS's Scott McFarland tells us one of Donald Trump's trials has been postponed. Here in Washington at the federal court, the March 4th trial date for Donald Trump's 2020 election conspiracy case is now off the calendar, postponed indefinitely, potentially toward, if not beyond, the November 2024 election. A tentative deal has been reached to end a teacher strike in Massachusetts. CBS News Boston reporter Tammy Mutasa. Over a thousand-
thousand teachers waited in this cold and at times pouring rain to hear the news that they have a deal after a long and bitter fight for students and parents such a huge relief after living in limbo for two weeks Classes in Newton will resume Monday. Students missed 11 days of school due to the strike. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. 603 on Saturday morning, February the 3rd. 38 degrees, shaping up to be a pretty nice day for early February. Good morning, I'm Dan Roman. Thanks for joining us. The top local stories we're following this hour here at WTOP. Less than two weeks after Montgomery County School Superintendent said she'd fight to remain in her job, she's now stepped down. Monifa McKnight, now the former Montgomery County Schools Chief, said in a statement that she and the Board of Education had reached what she called a mutually agreed upon separation. The board met in a closed-door meeting Friday afternoon before announcing the change at the top. The handling of allegations of sexual harassment and bullying by a former middle school principal led to investigations of how employee misconduct complaints have been handled. Will Jawando is the chair of the Montgomery County Council Committee on Education, which will hold a hearing on school operations next week. There's some relief in the sense that, you know, you don't want these things to drag out. But he said McKnight, who had two years left in her contract, had taken on the job at an incredibly challenging time. You know, I put my kids on the bus every day. So many parents do. And they want their kids to be able to show up to schools that are prepared to receive them with teachers who are supported and have what they need so kids can learn. Brian Hull, the chief operating officer, will be acting superintendent while a national search begins. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Montgomery County Chief Executive Mark Elrick says he wishes Monica Monique McKnight well. In a statement, he says he appreciates her service, noting that she took over the school system, he said, during a difficult time. He also said there has been he has been left out of the loop on decisions concerning the superintendent. He said, quote, to be clear, at no point has the Board of Education discussed the current issues with me. Montgomery County Council of PTAs issued a statement. We stand ready to continue our work in partnership with MCPS during this transition when we are prepared for a new school season where we can return the focus to our children and supporting the families and school community 605. It was a case that led to D.C.'s crime lab losing its accreditation. Two men have been sentenced for murder that happened right outside of St. Luke's Catholic Church back in 2015. 34-year-old Joseph Brown and 30-year-old Rondell McLeod both admitted they fired 28 rounds at another man, 21-year-old Amari Jenkins, outside of the Northeast D.C. Street uh, Church. Both were sentenced to 25 years behind bars. Brown and McLeod's trials were initially put on hold because their cases exposed serious problems with the D.C. crime lab. The crime lab did regain its accreditation in December of last year after being barred from analyzing evidence for three years. Two Fairfax County shopping centers have been targeted in a series of burglaries. Now police are looking for suspects. Recently, our detectives have began investigating another series of burglaries that have occurred in the same shopping centers overnight. Fairfax County Police Lieutenant James Curry explains they happened at the Woodlawn and Sacramento shopping centers. Since late December, there have been five burglaries and one attempted burglary reported between the two. In many cases, Curry says cash is the target. That's one of the things that we coordinate with business. 
business owners ways to secure uh, money overnight. Earlier this week, police say a man broke the front door at Gateway International Market and took cash. China Cafe is nearby and was also targeted, but police say the man couldn't get in. Curry says the burglaries don't seem to be related. We're bringing it to the attention because we, we hope that somebody sees the images of the two suspects here and can give us a call. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. And we continue our coverage of Black History Month. Black History has long been central to the district's identity. Now there's an interactive map that walks you through the pivotal moments and teaches you more about the many important figures. The sites themselves span all the way from 1791 through Civil War and all the way through Civil Rights era and even include up to 2020 if you think about Black Lives Matter Plaza. Anita Kozart, director of D.C.'s Office of Planning, which has launched this interactive map. It has around 300 locations, some well-known like Frederick Douglass's house and some less widely known like the Truist Bank near Union Station that was once a restaurant where civil rights activists held a key sit-in protest. We want people to just understand our city's historic and cultural resources. And the impact, she says, of many incredible black leaders who helped shape the city, the nation, and the world. Shane Stulen, WTOP News. Coming up on WTOP after traffic and weather, a much better, much better than expected report on jobs sends Wall Street soaring. We'll get the details coming up 608 on a Saturday morning. Thanks for being with us. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Mary DePampa in the WTOP Traffic Center. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Dan. Things are doing pretty well. As you heard of a long-standing crash investigation from overnight that was closing a portion of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway southbound in Jessup 175. That was cleared or in the process of being cleared. If you run southbound, watch for any possible police direction as they clean up from this process. The new issue now happening in Jessup on Route 32, actually, is this Laurel Route 32, as you head westbound, taking the ramp to go to the Baltimore-Washington Parkway South, there is a crash. It was reported one in the woods, and we have mutual aid heading to scene. So with caution, westbound 32, southbound Baltimore-Washington Parkway, they may have the ramp stopped at this point in time. And if you're running southbound to pass that ramp from 32, be sure to stay to the left. You'll see a lot of flashing lights. Better news, that's it. Bigger roads in Maryland doing okay. 270 checks in all right. Two are from the eastern shore via 50. No problems reported. But New York Avenue coming inbound inside of the Beltway in northeast near 9th Street Brentwood Parkway. Overnight crash may still have units marked on scene. Watch for any direction. In northwest, 17th Street was remaining closed between G and Pennsylvania Avenue. That is emergency work of sorts. In Virginia, 95, 395 between Fredericksburg and the 14th Street Bridge. No reported problems. Want to test an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, the Hyundai Ionic, the Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. Mary DePompa, WTOP Traffic. 2-7 News First Alert, meteorologist Veronica Johnson, senior meteorologist. Our weekend is looking pretty nice. Temperature starting this morning in the 30s, but let's keep in mind it is the midpoint of winter here this weekend. We'll have temperatures rising in the 30s to just shy of 50 degrees. And on Sunday, once again, a cold start, but with high temperatures in the lower to mid 50s throughout the area. So beautiful weekend coming our way, a dry stretch of weather for next 
next week with the next weather maker bringing us rain Friday of next week. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now around the area, 34 degrees at Dulles, 35 at BWI Marshall. Reagan checks in with 36 degrees along the banks of the Potomac River. The weather brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com today. Money news on WTOP at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's check in with Jeff Claybaugh. This was a week full of records for Wall Street, including two Friday, the Dow. Up 135 points yesterday, the S&P 500 up 1%, both closed at records. The Nasdaq rallied 1 and 3 quarters percent. It is just shy of a record high. Full week of trading next week, but a short list of economic reports. Among them, an update on how much further in debt Americans went in December with the Consumer Credit Report. There's a report on wholesale inventories and the trade deficit. Jeff Clayball. WTOP News. Coming up on WTOP, the latest on the U.S. military action in the Middle East is a result of the killing of three U.S. service personnel members in Jordan last weekend. We'll get the story. WTOP News time on this Saturday morning. We're at 611. Thanks for being with us. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for Kick of Destiny 2, and this time you can play along. Dave Preston here. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get your pick in. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you're right. New to FanDuel, just visit FanDuel.com slash Presto to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Virginia. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fandle.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 612. Hi, I'm Rich McKenzie, owner of Metropolitan Bath & Tile. I had a customer call me recently and ask if I could recommend someone that could do a small repair in her bathroom. A little surprised at the question, I said, Mrs. Shepard, we've done two other bathrooms for you. Why wouldn't you have us do the repair? She said, oh my, I didn't think you'd be interested in such a small job. So it got me thinking, I wonder how many other folks out there wonder the same thing. Well, I'm here to tell you that at Metropolitan Bath & Tile, we love small jobs. If it's in a bathroom, we're happy to do it. Everything from recalking to a whole new bathroom. It doesn't have to be a big job to make us happy. Small jobs are large. Serving our customers with honesty and integrity, that's what makes us happy. So call us at 1-800-NEW-BATH or visit us at MetroBath.com. That's MetroBath.com. Bathroom remodeling. It's what we do. It's all we do. Coming up on WTOP, some thieves have been stealing pride flags from a home in Arlington. We'll tell you what the police are doing about it. 614. Hi, I'm Todd Jones, Vice President of Sales for Regency Furniture Showrooms. We began advertising with WTOP News way back in 2010. And over the years, thousands of people have come into a Regency Furniture Showroom after hearing our messages on the radio. WTOP is an outstanding advertising platform if you want to drive qualified customers to your stores. It's one of the many reasons Regency has grown 
grown so fast. At Regency, we take pride in thousands of Washingtonians spending quality time together, enjoying a meal around our dining room tables, relaxing on our sofas, and getting a restful night's sleep on our brand name mattresses. At WTOP, they take pride in creating customized marketing plans for their advertisers that deliver measurable results. So if you're looking for quality, in-stock furniture at a great price, visit any of our Regency Furniture locations in the DMV. And if you need help attracting new customers to your business, I encourage you to contact WTOP at WTOP.com and search Advertise. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 615. Good morning. I'm Dan Runner. The U.S. military has launched an air assault on dozens of sites in Iraq and Syria used by Iranian-backed militias that the Iranian Revolutionary Guard controls. Washington Post national security reporter Alex Horton talked to our WTOP's Dimitri Sotis about the targets of Friday strikes in Iraq and Syria. I think one of the more significant aspects of this is the targets included not just the Iranian-backed militias operating in Iraq and Syria, but Iranian Quds Force, which is the paramilitary arm of the Iranian military. So they haven't been struck directly, at least publicly, since 2020 when the U.S. killed Soleimani in Baghdad. So that was a significant escalation in terms of going after Iranians themselves and not just the militants that they advise and support. They went after intelligence cells, weapon storage facilities, missile launch sites, that sort of thing, at the damage. They did say that they anticipated they killed some militants at those sites, you know, inside those facilities. And they also said they took great caution to avoid civilian casualties and selected their targets of that. What about the larger concerns about a, a broader conflict in the Middle East that the Biden administration is adamant it's trying to avoid? I mean, have we gone from sort of a low-level war to even like a mid-level conflict? I suppose these labels can move depending on your opinion, of course. Yeah, it certainly can. You know, and there's some kind of literal definitions of war that, you know, Congress has to declare it. And as we know, we've been sort of boiling the frog of the last 20 plus years when it comes to taking action against militants and, you know, name a country and, and the Middle East and Africa and other places. So I think the administration was trying to thread the needle here in terms of applying pain and pressure on the groups responsible for the attack uh, in Jordan, but also don't go so far as to risk just a further escalation in violence. So that's why the targets were selected in Iraq and Syria and not Iran itself. But do remember that, you know, Iraq is a sovereign country and they've voiced a lot of frustration and concern over airstrikes recently in their country. And they came out and said that afterwards, that this was a violation of their sovereignty too. So that also creates tensions between Baghdad and Washington when it comes to the status of the U.S. forces there and and how long they may be able to stay in the country. That is Washington Post national security reporter Alex Horton joining our Dimitri Sotis. A quick look at the top stories we're working on here at WTOP. The Montgomery County Public School System is parting ways with its superintendent, Monifa McKnight. The U.S. military launches an air assault on dozens of sites in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for the drone strike that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan last week. The entertainment world is mourning the death of actor Carl Weathers. He played the legendary character Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies and many other memorable roles. Weathers has died at the age of 76. Full details on these stories in the minutes ahead on WTOP. 
traffic and weather on the 8s. Let's go to Mary DePompa in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, Dan. It looks like weather's cooperating, a change of pace for this weekend. But as you're out and about, albeit cold, we don't have too many issues with weather. If you're on the Maryland side, the Baltimore-Washington Parkway running southbound in Jessup 175, long-standing overnight crash investigation should now officially be cleared. The new issue on the parkway, it stems from Route 32 in Laurel heading westbound, the bottom of the ramp to go south at the parkway. One flipped over, the ramp blocked. If you're southbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, passing the Laurel exit where 32 merges on, single file to the left getting by, a lot of response at the bottom of that ramp. Better news, that's it. Nothing affects the northbound 95 Beltway to Beltway in Maryland from the Baltimore Beltway to the Capitol Beltway and back moving well. Nothing currently reported on 270 and to or from the Eastern Shore 50s fine. Inside of the Beltway in New York Avenue Northeast, an overnight crash was near 9th Street Brentwood Parkway. Units were still marked on scene. Nothing currently reported around the Beltway. Yes, no news is good news. Beltway runs well both in Maryland and in Virginia. And on the Virginia side, 395.95 from the 14th Street Bridge all the way into Spotsylvania County. With the help of the Easy Pass Express pointing southbound on a Saturday morning, no problems being reported. Brought to you by Jackson Hewitt. They offer you your biggest refund guaranteed or your money back plus a hundred bucks. Hurry into Jackson Hewitt today. Mary DePompa, WTOP Traffic. Now live to 7 News First Alert meteorologist Jordan Evans is going to shape up to be a pretty nice looking day today. Oh, yeah. Sunshine today and through tomorrow, really next week. A lot of sunshine. We're going to have a repeat forecast. Upper 40s, low 50s, low temperatures, around freezing tonight and for the next couple of mornings. So cool, chilly mornings, but pleasant afternoons near 50 degrees. Then we warm up even more. Thursday, Friday, it's 50s. I think we'll have some 60s on the map by even next weekend. However, we'll likely track some more rain uh, for that forecast next weekend, but plenty of dry days uh, until we get to next weekend. Enjoy it. Bethesda now 32, Woodbridge 33, and Germantown 31 degrees. Thank you, sir. Coming up on WTOP, New Year, New Google Trends. What are people Googling in 2024? We'll get some answers from a Google Trends expert coming up. Our time on a Saturday morning. We're now at 621. Thanks for being with us. Here's a highlight from Peter Romness, cybersecurity principal for the CISO Advisors Office at Cisco Systems on Federal News Network's Cyber Industry Exchange. Oftentimes, our defenders get too much threat intelligence. So when you get in too much, it's the opposite problem of having not enough. So the ability to have the machines just get these feeds and automatically present options or automatically implement the changes is very helpful to the defenders. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search in. Industry Exchange. Cisco Umbrella for Government is a comprehensive cloud-native cybersecurity solution designed to protect federal, state, and local government agencies to accomplish their mission. With advanced security features, it ensures compliance with stringent government cybersecurity mandates. Umbrella for Government is backed by the power of Cisco Talos, one of the world's largest commercial threat teams, providing unmatched intelligence and threat protection. To learn more, visit umbrella.cisco.com. That's umbrella.cisco.com. 622. Here are the top questions from homeowners in the new year. Can my roof survive another winter? And can my bank account survive if my roof doesn't? Trust PJ Fitzpatrick for the answer. Roofing done right the first time and roofing priced like it was last year. 
that's right, to keep their crews working this winter. P.J. Fitzpatrick will set all prices back a year and guarantee your estimate for all of 2024. Plus, they guarantee their work for the life of your roof. Visit TrustPJ.com to schedule your free consultation and price lock guarantee. 6 a.m. Breaking news from Alexandria. 3.15 p.m. An update now on a story we've been following all day. 6.17 p.m. New information just coming in. WTOP doesn't just report breaking news and move on. We stay with the story. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. You're listening to WTOP News. 622. For the past five months, one home in Arlington has been reporting a robbery to police. For each month, a pride flag was stolen right off of the front porch. Now, word this morning, police have arrested two men in connection with the robbery. 20-year-old Matthew Henshaw of Fort Myer and 23-year-old Joseph DiGiorno of Bayshore, New York, have been arrested and charged with petty larceny. Henshaw was released on bond. DiGiorno is out on a summons as well. Online searches can tell us a lot about what's popular right now. Google Trends expert Christina Basilo brings it down with our favorite searches of 2024 so far. Water bottles are having a moment. Um, It was really interesting to see the Stanley Cup really just kind of capture everyone's attention. This is one of those opportunities where not only did we see that Stanley Cups were trending, but also why is Stanley Cup trending? So it became its own trend within itself. Um, Some things that we saw based off of this trend were not only interested in Stanley Cup, but what are the right water bottles for me? We saw an increased trend in the best water bottles for traveling, best water bottles for toddlers, even best water bottles for men. That is Google Trends expert Christina Basilo joining us. As rapper Snoop Dogg's 24-year-old daughter recovers from a stroke that she suffered earlier this month, doctors say this medical condition has increased among young adults. Doctors call strokes a brain attack. And while many occur in older people, about 10 to 15 percent of all strokes are happening in young adults, people under 50. All of a sudden, balance is totally off, can't walk right, like you're fine, and then it hits. Dr. Carolyn Cronin runs the University of Maryland's Young Stroke Center. One reason for the uptick? People aren't controlling their blood pressure, their cholesterol, their diabetes, just those kind of major health things. Another reason may be better detection. Stroke is being diagnosed more in young patients. So partly I wonder if some young stroke patients in the past, it wasn't recognized that they had had a stroke. Gigi Barnett, WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55. Here's Rob Woodfork. Fitting for Groundhog Day, the Wizards had a second consecutive bad third quarter in a home loss. They fell 110-102 to the Miami Heat, despite leading by as many as 11 in the first half. Two days after the Clippers outscored the Wiz by 21 in the third period, the Heat went on a 31-15 rollout of halftime. Interim coach Brian Keefe. We came out and had a great first half. We playing. Defense was good. Sharing the ball. Second unit came in, really bought it. Came out. Okay, a little flat start the third quarter, but at the end of the third, I thought we got some great looks. We just missed some wide open shots. And I truly trust our guys that they'll make those. Those are shots that we like the process. 
will continue to shoot him. I believe in my guys. Corey Kispert led all scores with his season-high 26 points off the bench, matching his career-best six made threes on a night when the Wizards as a team made only 26% from long range. As we await the commander's official announcement of Dan Quinn as head coach, one of the finalists for the job appears to have a new gig. Ravens assistant head coach Anthony Weaver is reportedly close to becoming defensive coordinator in